0: Had survived the first unbearable days, the two of them had settled into a routine. The bastard huffed and puffed, tossing threats, while Glenn protested his innocence, then passed out when the pain turned too ugly. Unfortunately, the commander learned his prisoner's limits fast. At the beginning, they were done in half an hour, then Glenn would come to in his cell, every inch of his body hurting but by now the commander knew exactly what and how much his prisoner could handle. Their torture sessions could easily last half a day. "'We could skip today,' Glenn suggested cheerfully. "'What's the point of being boss if you can't play hooky now and then? "'You go have some fun. "'Hell, you look like you could use it. "'I won't tell anybody.' The man didn't react as he pushed over the wooden cart that held his instruments, With a cold look, he skipped over the pliers and the metal spikes and grabbed a handful of electrodes. He pressed them onto Glenn's forehead and neck, then turned on the nasty little device that delivered the electric shocks. He skipped the lower settings altogether and went straight to ten. Oh, shit. Glenn braced himself in the metal chair. The air crackled a second before unbearable pain sliced through him, as if he'd been cut in two by a giant axe. The stomach-turning smell of burned flesh filled his nose. His muscles turned painfully rigid, his joints popped, audible over the buzz of the machine. He had dislocated his shoulder the last time they'd gone to level nine, the highest setting they'd flirted with until now. At this stage, his best hope was not to break his own bones when he convulsed or bite off his tongue and choke on the blood his peripheral vision narrowed, the room dimming. Hello, darkness, my old friend. But before he could pass out, the commander flipped off the switch, and Glenn slumped forward in the chair, only his restraints holding him in place. The pain, unfortunately, did not leave with the electric current. He could barely breathe as the man strode to the door and picked up his riding crop, shouting in heavily accented English as he approached again, You are American spy. You are enemy of the Bolivarian Republic of Venezuela. Why did you come here? Who sent you? You tell me names. With each sentence, he smacked the riding crop against the side of his boot for emphasis. Innocente. Glenn pushed the single word through clenched teeth, his jaw muscles still contracted. If he thought responding in the man's native language would help him, he had another think coming. The riding crop lashed across his face the next second, missing his right eye by a fraction of an inch, sending blood squirting as it broke his skin. The air stuck in his lungs. He clenched his jaw even harder, doing his best to block out the pain, forcing his brain to think. Something did happen this morning. The new level of violence went beyond the routine interrogation he'd become used to, had trained himself to bear day after day. Maybe the U.S. Embassy had tracked him down and demanded him back. Maybe today was the commander's last chance to get anything out of him. Glenn braced himself, hope, giving him strength. If he had to survive only this one last day, he could handle anything. Or not, he thought two hours later. A bloody, broken mess, sitting only because he was tied in that position— his tormentor tossed the bloody pliers he'd used to yank out a toenail, then strode out of the room with a curse. The commander took breaks as regular as a union worker, for which Glenn was profoundly grateful. The brief reprieves gave him a chance to recuperate. His bladder was full, pressing painfully against his bruised kidneys. His captors didn't allow him use of the facilities while in interrogation, the humiliation part of the effort to break him. So he did what he'd been forced to do daily in here, released his muscles. Warm urine trickled down his leg to the cement floor, adding to the stench around him. Don't think about it. Don't feel. Don't break. He closed his eyes and went away in his mind, the only thing he had control over. Slowly, a picture formed he stood on his favorite golf course at myrtle beach sunshine birds endless green the ocean he soaked that in for a minute before pain blasted through the stained glass window images